And this is Mark Anderson, UKcolumn.org, at the second and last day of the 2022 Red Pill Conference, the eighth such conference, this one in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm speaking with one of today's speakers, John Kleisick, and he wrote the book, The School World Order, looking at the way education has been used to manipulate society toward a very dystopian future unless we turn things around. John, thanks for talking with me. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, what was the... What's the takeaway of the message that you delivered to the audience today here at the 8th Red Pill Conference? Well, you know, to simplify it, it's that you know all the ed tech, that's the education technologies that have really sort of gotten a boost uh, after COVID uh, are not just about sort of uh, keeping kids safe uh, and sort of you know being able to personalize their learning. It's, it's more about data mining to program artificial intelligence to build a social credit system and also to uh, engineer transhumanist technologies such as brain-computer interfaces that will merge everybody with the AI. That's the social credit system modeled by China specifically, a reward and punishment system, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and you know, it's actually financed by uh, American corporations such as BlackRock and Salesforce, who they, they fund Alibaba Group, which uh, runs the Alipay system, which runs the Sesame Credit system, which is the, the name of the Chinese social credit system. Yeah, I've heard of Mark Benioff of Salesforce. Interestingly enough, Salesforce was given the voter a registration list of the state of Georgia by Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of Georgia. Just a side note, so that that control comes in so many ways. But anyway, back to education. Uh, what I saw today was you you showed early technology, the early founders of the education system we have. Really, miseducation would be a better word. John Dewey and many others, the B.F. Skinner experiments, all these contraptions. But that's led inexorably to this digitization and this uh, collecting. Uh, the political opinions of children, schools becoming more indoctrination than they really are about learning, and, and all this technology coming together, it's kind of a scary thing to look at. Yeah, uh, you know, so so the uh, modern adaptive learning courseware is just the digital version of what uh, B.F. Skinner called his Skinner box teaching machines. And so it basically uses this operant conditioning uh, psychology to basically replace academics with workforce training uh, through a pedagogy that's called outcomes-based education. So through things like, uh, it's called the... Uh, PPBS, so that's uh, Programming, Planning, and Budgeting Systems, which comes out of the U.S. military and then was later used uh, for, for businesses, uh, and then other iterations like called Total Quality Management through sort of uh, public-private partnerships. They're using uh, business outcomes and then sort of uh, molding uh, learning to meet those outcomes through these uh, operant conditioning uh, psychology algorithms. Well, there, there's a lot there to unpack, but basically kids are being programmed to live in a planned society rather than educated to live in a free society, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, and that's that's what uh, that's what the whole social credit system sort of becomes, right? And so you, you take all the data that's going to be mined from the adaptive learning courseware and then also socio-emotional learning, biofeedback, wearables, uh, and other ed tech. And, and basically, you know, what that does is creates this social score that's going to determine the student's entire future, whether they get access to the public square, commercial services, everything from housing, transportation, jobs, education, health care, due process. Uh, and, you know, it'll be based on an aggregate of all their their digital data, but a lot of it is going to start with uh, the data that gets mined through the uh, education technologies. So ultimately, they can reward conformists and punish those that rebel. 
Yeah, that's that's basically you know I mean you can think of the social credit system as a as sort of a a giant Skinner box and you know it's all about rewards and punishments right uh, incentives and penalties you know so basically uh, you know if you if you have right think or good think then you know you're going to get access to uh, public square commercial services you know if you have wrong think uh, then you know you're you're gonna your social score is going to go down and you know that's going to be the punishment that is sort of going to uh, condition you to uh, change your thinking to something that's more politically correct. Well, I talk about teaching you what to think rather than how to think. This really is a huge manifestation of that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I mean, in the in the solutions to my book, I, I sort of use that uh, trope uh, to emphasize, you know, if there's any way to uh, sort of turn these things around, other than sort of just getting out of uh, the government school systems and the corporate school systems, would be to homeschool. But you know, what needs to happen uh, is we need to also switch back to you know a classical method of education, trivium, grammar, logic, and rhetoric, civics, history, not social studies or, or critical theory. And, you know, that that is the art of uh, how to think and not what to think. What to think has to do, again, with right uh, conditioning uh, students just to have sort of reactionary behaviors based on, you know, uh, mandates from authority. You know, that's interesting that you mentioned the trivium, which I re- if I remember right, is grammar, logic, and rhetoric. And basically, it's problem solving, right? You, you have a, you discern something, you study, it, and then you come up with some sort of solution or some sort of uh, plan. Uh, in other words, thinking follows a complete circle. Right now, the, the, the audience gets trapped, as you say, in being purely reactionary, and they, they react in kind of a primitive sense, and lacking logic, which is how to think, logic is sort of the basis of that, they can't problem solve, therefore they're easily manipulated. They'll buy the party line. Yeah, c- correct. So, um, you know, so grammar is basically, it's a simplified, it's just, it's the art of giving names to the phenomenon that we experience. Logic is the ability to organize those names into non-contradictory patterns. Rhetoric is the ability to express it in a non-contradictory manner. And rhetoric can be broken down into three appeals. So you have logos, ethos, pathos, so that's logic, uh, character or credibility, and then emotion. And sort of, you know, what you've, what you've sort of uh, intimated is that, you know, the, the trivium puts the logic on the top of those those three rhetorical appeals, but, you know, uh, a Skinnerian, you know, social credit uh, conditioning system is sort of inverts it where feelings are on the top, right? And so you're, you're conditioning the students to have reactionary uh, uh, behaviors based on how they feel about uh, their trust in authority. So not only are they easily fooled, but they're going to be distrustful of those that do use logic, which fills in what uh, Orwell said, will come to a time when telling the truth is a revolutionary act, and the, and the farther that society gets away from truth, the more, they'll, the more people will hate people that speak the truth. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you look at some of, like, the critical theory stuff, they, they literally want to say things like logic is a social construct that is, uh-huh. you know, patriarchal or white supremacist <laughs> or sexist or racist or, or what, you know, you, you, you pick the, the woke trope. And, um, you know, so, so they, they, they literally do have sort of a, uh, an emotional aversion to not just the use of logic, but, I mean, the, even the, to mention the word or the concept as something that is objectively true. And, and they're conditioning people. People, therefore, against objective truth itself. Oh yeah, that, yeah, hundred percent. Because then you know, if, if you can sort of uh, get rid of objective truth, uh, then all all you can do is operate on either the way you feel about something or whether you trust an authority. Uh, you can't actually think about are there contradictions in how you feel or whether you should trust, and therefore you can't 
think on your own, and so then you are compliant to, uh, you know, the authority of, of corporations and government. Yeah, a prison without bars. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, so, so is the solution, although homeschooling is, is certainly part of the solution, and homeschooling, I'm sure, without looking it up, granted, but is probably seeing more converts now than ever. Uh, and I'll check with the Homeschool Legal Defense Association maybe on that. But besides homeschooling, and we'll, we'll wind it up now, I know the founders at the time of the colonial uh, period in this country, private tutors were a big thing. The, the schooling was generally in the home, on the farm, uh, and so on. And then if the parent or whatever couldn't teach something, they would hire a private tutor to bring in some specialized education. And it seems to me that that would be a burgeoning industry, that, that people could uh, literally go into business at private as private tutors and feed into the homeschool system and just shove aside this dystopian thing that's they're trying to build yeah it would be a great way to sort of offset you know this this uh, uh tiptoe into this technocracy by uh, getting off of the screens, right, getting away from the technologies and actually building real communities through those uh, through those tutorial relationships, right? So, I mean, you know, hiring local tutors in your neighborhood, getting to know the other families, sort of you know, helping each other out, sort of sort of making your neighborhood a sort of a one, one-room schoolhouse uh, in which, you know, you're not just getting off of, of the, uh, the, the ed tech grid, um, but you know you're, you're connecting with other human beings uh, in a very organic, uh, real community way—not a communitarian way, but you know, actually building relationships with your neighbors. Yeah, and and I can't help but mention how as COVID was going along. Uh, a lot of people, I believe, mistakenly said, well, we, we got to get back to normal. We got to get past this COVIDocracy. We got to get the kids back in school. And I know a lot of conservatives and others, Christians, et cetera, that said, no, we don't have to get the kids back in school. COVID actually ironically gave us an opportunity to justify even more en masse in large numbers, pulling kids out of the public, out of the public schools if we ever sent them there to begin with. And so did we miss an opportunity or do we still have that opportunity? No, I, th- I think we still do have that opportunity because there's a lot of places that still have, have mandates. I mean, at my school, uh, the schools where I teach, I teach at two community colleges, uh, but in the state of Illinois, uh, you know, they still have a mandate. So I haven't seen a, 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 t- a student in person in two years, right? I mean, and so, I mean, there's some, some states where I guess, you know, maybe you can get back in the classroom. But, I mean, you know, in the meantime, you know, I, I don't know that you can... Any, any places have totally done away with masks. And then there's always the threat that, you know, they're, they're going to roll this back out again and lock back down. So, you know, if, if, if you didn't want to be uh, in the school while it was at its peak, uh, you know, I wouldn't go back for, for quite a while until, until I know that it's, you know, f- far, far away. So, you know, it, it does sort of, you know, create a nice opportunity. I mean, I was able to meet with Charlotte Iserbeet and stay with her for, Oh, a whole 30 days at one point because, right, things were locked down. So I, I could take my job with, right? And so she I, just passed, right? Yeah, she, yeah she, she She was a big Department of Ed person under the Reagan administration and spoke out about the dumbing down of America, the dumbing down of education, wrote a book to that effect. Well, thanks. Mr. Klasik. Well, thank you, sir. Thank yeah, you. very interesting. We'll have to watch the homeschool laws in each state to see if they're loosening or tightening, I'm sure, and all that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. And people can get the school world order. How? Oh, you can get it at uh, my website. So that's schoolworldorder.info. Um, you can also get it on Amazon or you can go to Trying Day Books, which is the publisher, obviously, right? If you don't have to feed Amazon, you know, that's the, the better route is to go straight to the publisher. Another beast not to feed. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thank Mark you. Anderson reporting for UK Column.